0: Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. So busy and I've been so tired this week. Oh, I actually thought you may be busy because I feel like we hadn't
1: chatted as much throughout the week as you like than usual.
0: Yeah, it's been so busy. And I've just been so tired. Like I slept like 12 hours last night. Did you actually? Yeah.
1: That's actually, oh, that's amazing. You know, I hate naps and yesterday I had a nap and really? I regretted it. Like you <laughs> wouldn't believe. You feel
0: a groggy when you wake up.
1: Yeah. And I, and I wasn't, I planned a planned nap. Like I literally fell asleep watching TV at like one o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon.
0: But I woke up feeling so crap. I don't
1: know how people do it. I love a nap. That's so weird. Yeah. I want to
0: love them, but I just don't. <laughs> um, so what are we got going on today, Karina? We've got, yeah, we are
1: mixing it up today, Loki. So we are, I'm going to be telling you a little story and you have no idea. No. What no idea? Story I'm telling you. <laughs> so excited to. <laughs> so yeah, we're mixing up the format. So we'd love to know what everyone thinks. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And but before we do get to the story, I think we may we've got two listener questions. Woohoo. Two questions. So yeah, from listener Leah. Leah, hello. Hi Leah. <laughs> um, so her first question to us is, what is a funny story your family tells about you and that you'd like to share? <laughs>
0: um oh god, that's actually really hard.
1: I should have actually pre-warned you about this question. Yeah, um, Sorry, that's my bad.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I've got one. Okay, right, go so when I was um, younger, like very young, um, obviously was like a bit of a singer. And um, I used to always ask my mum to give me like the um, the vacuum, like like so she could <laughs> pull off the um, cord. So I just had like the vacuum head and I used to take it out the front and pretend it was a microphone and sing that. <laughs> You know that song? It's like a 90s song. It's like, I'm a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite song to sing. And I used to go out. I used to put hat out on the front lawn and sing that song. I love that.
1: <laughs> and you were young and you are singing I'm
0: a bitch. <laughs> I must have thought I was cool because I was swearing. That is hilarious. And I feel like you can get away with swearing when you're younger if it's in a song. Yeah, I feel like everyone just laughed at me. Like I never got into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That is guys? a good one.
1: I actually have to ask my mom about this because <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like I'm so silly. Like there's so many silly stories. <laughs> but um this one in particular I picked because it's like to do with dogs, sort of. Yeah. Um, so I felt like it was fitting. But so I had a schnauzer um named Eddie, mm-hmm. like pretty much from like when I was in grade four. And I'm going to say, like, he passed away in the last 10 years. I'm not laughing, obviously, because I loved him. (laughs) (laughs) That actually sounds really bad. I'm laughing at what I did. So he was really sick. Yeah. And I had to call the vet. And this is, as I said to you, I wasn't young. It was in the last 10 years, so in my 20s. And the vet asked me how old he was, and (laughs) I told them he was nearly 100 because I thought that they went by dog years.
0: oh my god what did they say when you said that well it's i was on the phone and my brother was like mortified he's
1: like what the heck and i'm like dog years and they're like oh no like how old is he actually been? like
0: human years anyway so silly and my
1: family never let me forget it
0: like oh that's so funny i love it
1: it's so silly
0: Question and this one. If you thought that was hard, I Thank have God. no
1: idea. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, okay. So, what would you do if you found a penguin in the freezer? What, yeah, a real penguin? <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know. That's just a dead question. or alive. What are you talking here?
1: I actually was thinking the same thing because if it's dead, I feel like someone's sending me a message. Yeah, like what have I done? Like, I, I you know what, I'd actually do. I'd go back and see what um podcasts we've discussed. <laughs>
0: Everyone thinks I say the word penguin really weird. Say it. Penguin. Oh, yeah, you say that. No. <laughs> I think I say like penguin, not what's Penguin. The... Penguin.
1: <laughs> I don't actually know what I do, but that's what I do. If, if it was a dead penguin, I definitely think that there's something fishy going on and someone's sending me like a threat, like you're next.
0: Yeah. If it was a live penguin, I'd be excited because I love penguins. <laughs> they are cute, aren't they? Yeah. yeah keep it as a, a pen? penguin biscuit? You know, there's a, a biscuit called a penguin. No, you know, I didn't know that. I think it's like a British, it's like a Tim Tam. Oh, British. interesting. Yeah. That would be a bit delicious. I'd like yeah. to find one of those so, in my fridge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if that's what we're talking about, That's no worries. That was a very weird question. It is, but keep them coming. The weirder, yes. the better. Yep. We love them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it for, I guess,
1: um, the, what's the word? Free chaps. Yeah, rechat. Yeah. <laughs> Today. Um, and I've and I'm really bad with note taking, like knows all about this. I struggle to leave out information. Like I wanna tell everyone everything. So I feel like
0: let's get into it. Now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good.
1: Okay, Lucky. so today we'll be discussing the um, Sheila Davalu case. Now, you've never heard about this. I did message never. you and ask you. Yep. No, never heard. All right, so Sheila was born in 1969, yep. which is the fake moon landing, the year of the fake moon landing, <laughs> but we can get into that Conversation <laughs> for another time. Yeah, exactly. Um, in Iran. Okay. Her family moved to the U.S. in like the late 70s and there are claims she saw like a lot of traumatic things while she was in Iran.
0: Yep.
1: So Sheila was a really smart cookie and she earned her degree in biochemistry. Okay. She married when she was 19, but I think this was, there are rumors that this was an arranged marriage. Okay. Um, and she married while she was studying her master's degree. And while she was studying, she actually met a fellow student named Paul Christo mm-hmm. and she started an affair with him. Okay. So this is why she's in America. Yes. Yep. Yes. So sorry, she moves to America. Yep. Um, she studied, She does the. She gets her degree in the biochemistry, and then um, yeah, she starts studying her master's degree, and mm-hmm. that's when she meets, meets this guy. Starts having an affair, right? Okay. So her husband finds out and divorces her. Yep. And then Paul and Sheila marry in the year two thousand. Yep. And they move to Pleasantville in New York. Yep. Sounds like a nice place. It does, I, and not
0: only that, does it remind, it reminds of like a TV show. I know, it does. Is like it, um, you know is the it? Superman show Smallville? Isn't that called
1: Pleasantville? Oh, Maybe I'm guessing. it? Maybe. Maybe I'm getting Could confused. be. I don't know. I only know uh, Superman, Lois Lane Clark Kent back in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> <Dean Cain. laughs> um, so Sheila got a job as a research scientist at Purdue Pharma. Yeah. In Stanford. And Paul was studying science and me- medicine. So they were like a busy couple. Yep. Um, from about like the year 2001, Sheila's brother had schizophrenia and he used to come to visit them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is a little bit odd. So uh, Sheila's brother didn't know that Sheila was married. What? Right? To Paul. And- to Paul, no, because apparently he'd have, like, really, he'd get really stressed and have massive outbursts. Oh, so oh. Sheila used to make Paul leave when her brother would visit for the weekend. That is so odd. And, like, he'd have to go stay at a hotel, whatever, with his friends, parents, and he'd have to take everything, like, <laughs> from, like, you know shoes socks any photos like anything that belonged to him he they both used to pack up the house together so it didn't look like she was living with a man because apparently it'd stress out her brother oh my god so this would happen a lot right yeah so um and paul you know what paul i feel like because he was studying he sort of like welcomed i guess the alone time and time to i don't know study in peace so he didn't really have much of a problem with it till i guess it went on for a while and then he's like hang on a sec look. I don't want to leave my house every weekend, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so he was studying, I can't even say this, epo- Epidemiology. Epidemiology. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but by 2003, Paul and Sheila had really started to drift apart.
0: Yeah.
1: So there were reports of sleeping in like separate bedrooms and they were fighting over everything. Yeah. The only thing that they actually sort of spoke about was, like they'd gossip about Sheila's work, friends yep. and their love triangle. Oh, so okay. she, yeah. So it's really interesting. Right. So Sheila had a close friend. Her name was Melissa. Yep. And she was dating this guy, Jack. Okay. And they were dating for a little bit, but then Jack breaks up with her to date another colleague named <laughs> Annalisa. Okay. And Sheila is, like, fuming for Melissa because Melissa's, like, head over heels for this Jack guy, right? Yeah. So she becomes obsessed with this love triangle, and that's the only thing she talks about with her husband. She talks about, like, asks him for advice. Uh, (laughs) Apparently he, like, loved, like, X-Files, and he had, like, these night vision goggles. (laughs) Oh, my God. So she asked him if he could, if they could, like, her and Melissa could borrow his night vision goggles to go and, like, stalk (laughs) I know, Jack, right? Oh, God. And, like, apparently he had, like, I don't know what sort of, uh, like, I like this guy's, he must have had, like, a bag full of, like, goodies because he had, apparently he had, like, listening devices and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she asked to borrow, like, all this stuff, right, And because she was obviously trying to help Melissa get Jack back. Yeah. Um, and she also, so she actually tells Paul, Sheila tells Paul how Melissa has hacked Jack's, and she listens to his voicemails
0: oh my god
1: i know right and it gets to the point where she like tells her in-laws about this love triangle at her work (laughs) So
0: she's just (laughs) obsessed with it yes
1: and even her therapist her friends like she's always asking for advice regarding melissa's situation okay weird isn't it so this brings us to like march 23rd 2003 Mm. yeah so Sheila suggests to Paul they play like a little sex game, <laughs> and he's probably thinking like they like they don't even speak about anything but this thing like of like he's gonna try anything because he loves his wife, right? Yeah. So the game she suggests is they rub on objects on each other while the other per- one like one is like blindfolded and handcuffed to a chair, <laughs> and they've got to guess like what the objects oh my are. God. Right. So apparently Sheila goes first and he gets like, sorry, as in she, he blindfolds Sheila and handcuffs her first yeah. and she can't guess the stuff and she gets like really frustrated. <laughs> right. And then Sheila goes. Okay. Okay, so I think she'd rubbed or that they had done about like five or six items. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Paul, so he's handcuffed to the chair with a blindfold, feels like a heavy thrust in his chest, like a dumbbell, right? Mm-hmm. And then another thrust. And she was like, Oh my god, you're bleeding. I think like I hurt you. Oh. And he thinks, like, has she had a seizure and, like, fallen on him? Like, he, he not, he's in pain, but he doesn't know what's happened. Yeah. And he starts to get, like, lightheaded or whatever. And he's like, you know, uncuff me. Like, I don't feel well. Like, what the heck's going on? And she's, like, fluffing around. She's like, I can't find the keys. Right? Anyway, and he's like, well, like, help me. Like, I don't feel well. So he takes she takes off his blindfold and he can see that he's bleeding. Yeah. Um, and... He's like begging her to uncuff him. And that he ends up, because she can't find the keys, he, she ends up breaking the chair. So he's like, he's still handcuffed, but he's bleeding. Obviously, he can't really do much. Anyway, he sees all this blood. He's in heaps of pain and he's begging for her to help him, right? And she, she's panicked, but she's not like... It's not like she doesn't have an urgency to her. And he's like, you're going to have to call 911. Yeah. So she does. He hears her on the phone, like, calling 911. Um, and then, like, oh, they're pretty busy, whatever. Anyway, 15 minutes pass. no ambulance shows up. And he's like, can you call again? Like, oh, there is something. Like, he, obviously, he's, like, feeling really bad. Like, he's in a lot of pain. Um, so she calls them again. Um, and she says, like, they're too busy, like, to help you. She, they told you just to lie down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then he's like, begs her, like, you have to take me to the hospital. Take me to the hospital. Um, she, and they both know it well because apparently they both worked there, like, must- and stuff. But she keeps, like, driving in circles, like, pretending she's lost. What the hell? Yeah. I'm so intrigued right now. Yeah, all right. So they end up in this (laughs) random car park of the hospital. Apparently it's not even like the emergency department. It's just like a car park. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Sheila gets out of the car and opens the back door where Paul's lying, right? And he's thinking like she's coming over to help me. Instead, she pulls out a knife and starts stabbing him. Oh, my God. Right, and he's obviously... He's just realized what's happened because at this, like obviously this whole time he doesn't actually, he thinks it's an accident. He doesn't know what's happened. And then obviously now she's starting to like stab him. So he's screaming and he's fighting back. Yeah. And he's saying like, get the like, F away from me, whatever he's saying. There's a massive struggle. Thank God there were two paramedics outside and they hear the commotion. Yeah. And they rush to help him. Huh. So she kicks him out of the car, right, and drives off. <sighs> yeah and
0: slacker.
1: she's actually a nut job and one of his stab wounds is like fatal i think it like nicked his heart or it nicked something like yeah. really like do you know what i mean dangerous anyway they take him straight because he's well, thank god he's at the hospital so they take him straight into surgery and they manage to save his life
0: yeah
1: and in, throughout this commotion apparently sheila's dropped her phone in the car park as well so she's she you probably- know anyway, she drives off right So, this bad bitch detective catches the case. Her name's like Allison Carpenter. Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, obviously, she goes, speaks to Paul, and he tells her, like, this and this happened. Like, Sheila called 911, but they were too busy, like, they never came. And Allison's like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I'm like? As if that actually is a thing. Oh my God. Right? Anyway, so she decides to pay Sheila a visit, like, straight away. I think this is – th- I've got a feeling this happened during the day. So by the night, like, Sheila is being spoken with, right? Or yeah. I'm not sure if they arrest her or whatever. I'm quite sure they take her in for questioning. Anyway, she – the detective, Allison, she actually is so clever. She makes out that, like, Paul didn't – well, she doesn't say that Paul survived. Right? Okay. Yeah. So straight away, Sheila is like spinning all this crap. She's saying that. Wait a second. Listen to one of the things she says. That he came home with the wounds, <laughs> and like she's like, "Oh, blood makes me a bit woozy." So like, do you know what I mean? I didn't know what to do. Just lay down. Like she's making up complete crap. Yeah. Right. But then Allison's like, "Hang on a sec." Like she obviously starts to imply, "Well." That's not what Paul told us and tells Sheila, like, he survived and he's alive. Yeah. Anyway, she still makes stories um, that don't make sense and none of them match the evidence. She says, like, that he fell on the knife, like, (laughs) while they're playing a game. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then her sort of arguments are, like, why would I call 911? Why would I take him to the hospital if I wanted to kill him? Why wouldn't I just finish him off in the house? Yeah. Right? Right. Anyway, Alison's obviously, they know something is definitely wrong and they and this 911 call thing is really weird. So Alison's got Sheila's phone because she had dropped it in the car park yeah. and she starts going through like her phone call log and realises she never called 911, right? But there is this like weird random number in her number that she's called heaps and she's actually called it Like, in between the gameplay, like, she's obviously, like, after the first stabbing, like, in the chair, she's called this number.
0: Yeah. She's like, who the
1: heck's number is this? Yeah. So she looks into this number and it belongs to a guy named Nelson Sessler. Yeah. Now, this detective is dying to speak to this guy. Like, what? He has to be involved. Like, what the heck's going on here? Yeah. And she can't get a hold of him, right? So she drives down to see him. And when she gets to his apartment, he isn't there. Like, she's obviously banging on the door, whatever. And the landlord, I was going to say the landlord comes out. Do you say landlady or landlord? Same thing. I don't even know. Yeah.
0: Landlady
1: anyway, land comes out, right? And she's like, what the heck's going on? And Alison explains she needs to question um, Nelson regarding a stabbing in Westchester.
0: Yep.
1: And the landlord's like, no, don't you mean the murder in Stanford, Connecticut? And Alison's like, what murder? Anyway, the landlady tells her that Nelson's fiancé was murdered six months ago and that the case is still open. Oh, my God. So Alison's like, what the – like, this cannot be coincidental. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she goes straight to the police department to discuss the murder. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Anna Lisa Raimondo, who was murdered on the 8th of November 2002. Yeah. So she was intelligent, charming, successful, and gorgeous, like absolutely stunning. Uh, she wanted like what most people want. She just wanted to get married, have kids, like the white picket fence and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Both her parents were doctors. Mm-hmm. And her, her and her family were really su- – like it was super close um, as I said, Annalisa was really smart and they were so proud of her achievements that they her parents actually bought her a little house.
0: Oh, that's
1: nice. Isn't that sweet, right? So Annalisa met her fiancé, Nelson, at work at Purdue Pharma.
0: Okay, so this is the Annalisa that she yeah. was obsessed with, yeah.
1: Yeah, right. So uh, Nelson was tall, good-looking. He played sports, had a great job. Um, they kept, they like at work, they kept their relationship quite secret, but they were really open with their families. Yeah. Um. And only a few months before Annalisa was murdered, she'd actually taken Nelson to her sister's wedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So it's thought, it's said that Annalisa was all in with Nelson, right? Like she thought he was the one, but he was a little bit more like standoffish. Yeah. Um, and I think like there there are rumors that like he what like he had seen like he just wasn't all in like he still wanted to live with his like flatmate like the the boys sort of thing like he I think again there are rumors that he was seeing a few other girls on the side yeah um but the night of so so after so obviously they after this wedding I think they do get a little bit closer and it is said that they do get engaged but there's nothing like no specifics on the engagement, like, do you know what I mean, about whether they are actually planning a wedding or was just something for the future. Yeah. Um, but the night that Annalisa was murdered, they'd actually planned to go out with their work friends. I think it was like one of the first sort of they had come open with their friends that they were dating and together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that night Annalisa and Nelson do not show and her friends had called her phone like over 25 times. How sad is that? Wow, Okay. So Nelson had arrived at Annalisa's apartment to pick her up for dinner, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: only to find the place was swarming with cops.
0: Yeah,
1: and earlier that day, so the police received like this really weird nine one one call.
0: Yeah,
1: and it said like I think a man's just attacked my my neighbour, and the caller's like, sorry, the um, nine one one person's like, you know, where are you located, whatever, and the nine one one sorry, the caller gives the 911 people like an address, but the address is a little bit wrong and they don't give like proper details and they hang up, right? So they don't really let, like wait to be questioned or actually give any information that could actually help the situation. Yep. Um, so they, I'm quite sure the 911 people like must do a redial and it goes to like a payphone of like this restaurant. But through they, they, the restaurant people didn't know who had used this payphone. But I think because of the location, they were able to track down what the 911, like the place that the 911 caller was talking about. I think they would said that it was an apartment on a street.
0: Yeah.
1: But there was no apartment on that street, but there was one on the one after, if you know what I mean. So anyway, they tracked down wherever this 911 caller was talking about, right? And they go to this place. And upon arriving, there is no answer at the door. Yeah. But the door's unlocked, right? So they open the door and they find Annalise has been violently stabbed to death.
0: Yeah.
1: I think she had like over nine stabbings. Jesus. And there's no sign of forced entry or anything like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So obviously they take Nelson in for questioning pretty much straight away. Yeah. um, He is, as I said earlier, he's a major douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they made him, so I think, you know how I told you he rocked up earlier to take her for dinner Yeah. when they tell him like she's been murdered, he doesn't react like a normal person would. Apparently there's like in this apartment complex, there's like a little boat shed Yeah. and they make him wait by the boat shed. And then when they go to get him, he had fallen asleep. (laughs) Yeah. Could you believe that he literally fell asleep after his fiance has been murdered? Oh my God. Like, absolute, oh, like douche, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so they, like, straight away are really sus on Nelson. Yeah. But ultimately, he's ruled out, and he's ruled out because his work access cards, they like, they have tracking and cameras, like, obviously, all over the work, um, his workplace at like that uh, Purdue Farmer. Yeah. And they're able to rule him out through that. And also the clothes that he left with in the morning are the same clothes that he's gone home with. Yeah, okay. Um, But by then there are rumours all over the place that he's, like he's got something to do with it. Like everyone, like, you know what I mean? He's like sus on him. Yeah. So there is only one person that's very comforting to him when this happens. (laughs) Who would that be? Have you get, have you, are you wondering where this fits or you've guessed it? I think it's Sheila.
0: It's Sheila, right?
1: Yeah. So this whole time, Lockie, Sheila was Melissa. Nelson was
0: Jack. And it was her love triangle that she was obsessed with. So she was having an affair with Nelson. Yes. Okay. And so, I'm gonna guess that her brother never came to stay.
1: Yes. No idea.
0: <laughs> what, and she
1: actually like? Apparently, she did have a sick brother, but he never came to stay. She made her husband pack up everything in his house so her boyfriend could come over. Are <laughs> you?
0: <sighs> that is very brave. Like, Isn't that's... that insane? She's a psychopath. Now, did I, I'm sure you're probably getting to it, but. I'm, I'm going to guess that Nelson didn't kill Annalisa.
1: No, he didn't. And he didn't even know Sheila was married.
0: Mm, okay. Like he had
1: no idea. He thought she was divorced. Yeah. But think about it. I feel, I, and I do, even though he's an absolute idiot, I do sort of believe it because there was nothing, well, why would she make her husband take everything? If yeah. N- so it took them a really long time to take Sheila to trial for Annalisa's murder. Yeah. So she's charged in, I think it was 2007. uh, And I don't think it goes to trial till 2012 ish. Oh, wow. Um, So it is a really long time. But at the same time, they wanted to get everything right and they weren't rushed because she was already in jail for the attempted murder of her husband. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Um, So for that particular, for the attempted murder, um, she was found guilty and sentenced to 25 years. Yeah. I think they actually offered her five years and she didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh and I think some of the stuff that she had said is like 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 um, she had had like, I don't know, flashbacks from when she was in Iran and like, that's not part of her personality. Like, she, as I said, like she'd taken him to the hospital. So she wasn't actually, she would have, if she wanted to kill him, she would have finished killing him at home and stuff. Yeah, and I've got you know what's like her hu- her ex husband because they're divorced now is so lovely. Lockie. I think yeah. at the start he's sort of stuck, like he sort of blamed himself. Oh, then he like missed the signs and stuff. Like I actually feel really sorry for him. But um, obviously they're divorced now, and he he testified at her other trial for the murder yeah. trial.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for the murder trial, she actually decided to represent herself. <laughs> oh. What a psycho bitch. Yeah. And it's like oh, you, you can look up. Like I uh, there's not heaps on this case, but there's a little, like you can actually see some of the footage on uh, YouTube of her, um, like a little bit from the trial and a little bit from um, when she was being questioned. And it's just mm-hmm. creepy. And even when she's questioning her husband, she's just like, or her ex-husband, sorry, I should say. Um, she's just so weird. Re- like the way she's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It. It's just creepy. Like she just gives off really creepy vibes. Yeah. So she still claims that she's innocent of the murder of Annalisa. Yeah. So the evidence against her in the murder trial is remember that nine one one call. Yeah. So, you know how I say she represented herself. Yeah. Apparently, people even on the jury were saying that was the dumbest thing because. When they heard that nine one one call, they they'd heard her voice so long every day. They knew it was her straight away. Oh my god! How freaking crazy is that? That's so stupid. It's I know, right? Also, her work access card details. Remember how I told you they use them? They use them to um, rule out Nelson. Well, yeah. these actually showed that she had left work around lunchtime. Yeah. And there was also a spot of blood that belonged to her in Annalise's bathroom sink. (laughs) And she tried to say like, uh, apparently she'd gone there for like a housewarming or something like that. And she tried to, and that was like a year or something before. And she's like, maybe it was there. Like who the heck doesn't clean their bathrooms? You know what I mean? Oh my god. Um, but in the end, she was um, sentenced to 50 years in jail. And that's is it co so she's gotta do her 25 years plus another 50? Yeah. Co something consecutively yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So she won't be like she won't she will not be getting out of jail till she's over a hundred and she's not gonna be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Making it that long. Yeah. Um so and that, this is actually just a really random thing as well. In 2017, they start interviewing Sheila regarding another co-worker. Oh, no. Who was again stabbed <laughs> to death, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, like, what are the chances of this? And the reason they do it is because they'd found in her calendar that there was like a um, – a little note on like the date that said like Nelson, um, shit, it was like Nelson, um, I think it was like CNT. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, she was seeing Nelson as well. And this is Sheila as well. But apparently there was like a band in like the 80s. I Googled their name, but they, they were called Nelson and she was actually going to see them that night. But how weird is that coincidence? Yeah. So um, they haven't charged, they haven't laid any charges or anything. People just think that that's just a weird coincidence that obviously that happened with her as well. But I thought I'd throw it in there because I thought, yeah, that's so random. It is, and there were a few like things. Like she did an interview more recently with Piers Morgan for Killer Women. Oh yeah, um, and he actually says in an interview later that she's one of the most terrifying women he's ever interviewed. Oh my god.
0: Oh, I'll have to watch that, love.
1: Yes. So
0: that is our story today, Lockie. Oh, my God. That is crazy. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. And now I'm going to go and Google the shit out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear yeah, your opinion on what, yeah. As I said to you, when I
0: first heard this story, I was like, <laughs> this is a crazy ass story. So are there any like docos or it's just that interview? Uh, yeah, I think there's
1: one. There's uh, there's that interview and there's also like a documentary called Obsession. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of a, it's, a more, it's not a documentary on her. It's more of an episode. I don't know if it's from Dateline. Okay, yeah. Or something along those lines. I think it's on Oxygen. Yep. Yeah, so that, that I saw, I've saw. i only seen bits and pieces on um, YouTube and I am so freaking bad. You know how bad I am with technology? I could not figure out like in Australia how to watch this thing. It <laughs> kept rerouting me to like American um, things that I didn't have access to. So if you figure out how to do it, let me know. But yeah, I'll have a look. There is a little bit on um, YouTube about it as well. Oh, my God. That is crazy. It is. And you know what? The saddest thing is like there's not much on
0: Annalisa. Yeah. Yeah like wait. she she died during all this like Exactly.
1: And it took them 6 months to even figure out that she that Sheila was responsible. They were looking for like a guy. Oh my god.
0: That is crazy.
1: Isn't it? So um but at least justice was served in the end. But Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my god. I still can't get over it. Yeah, I can't wait to google it. <laughs> So good, but um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed Storytime with Karina. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. The problem is now when it's my turn, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a case that you've never heard of before. <laughs> no, I no, are definitely, and I forget easily. Okay, I honestly, I feel like I forget easily. You, you will kill it, but we'll try and do like one a month. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's, I'm actually having eye surgery in three weeks so that might be a good time because i wouldn't be time.
0: able to read anything <laughs> yeah that could be a good good idea okay Absolutely. i'll have a think of something yes i think that will work perfectly and everyone send me your podcast ideas
1: because i feel like i'm only gonna be able to listen to stuff for a week so i'm oh, gonna be able- gonna be able to watch tv or
0: yes oh my god i know how boring we'll be able to maybe
1: one-eyed i can but i don't know how, <laughs> how i'll go with that <laughs>
0: oh um, but, yeah. Wow, that's really spun me out, that story. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit speechless. <laughs> <laughs> when I, And you know that this isn't even
1: the case that I had originally planned to do when we discussed doing this. And I was listening to another podcast and they was just talking about, like, killer women. Um, and I was going to do someone else, and but then I heard this story and I was like, what? Hold <laughs> up. This is what I'm doing. Because <gasps> wow. it sounds like
0: a movie. Like, how yeah. is there not
1: a movie that hasn't,
0: do you know what I mean? Yeah. This? But, yeah. There will be for sure at some point. 100% lucky. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I've got no words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I guess moving on from this story, the Marion Barter inquest was this week, Karina. So we need to probably write some notes and do a little bit of a small part of an episode on it.
1: Yeah, I think maybe we'll do like at, at the end of maybe even next week. Um, I'll get. I've I have been listening to the inquest podcasts. Yes. On the Lady Vanishes. Um, to tell you the truth, I come of it. Yeah, I, and I don't know when they do a ruling. I don't even know how that works. Do You know.
0: No, well, I'm struggling to try and find out what the purpose of the inquest is.
1: I think it's to rule her. uh, Like
0: dead or alive? Yeah. Mm, Okay. It is. Yeah. And obviously
1: because if she is dead, like, I wonder if they're hoping to rule some sort of foul play as well. Yeah. So at the moment, as I said, I've been, I am up to date with what's been going on only through the podcast. I didn't really actually watch any of the inquest online or anything like that. I don't even know if you could actually, yeah. but um, yeah, not too much has come up. They have done like, they, they did interview Sally and um, Marion's like close friends, her siblings, um, an interesting thing at the inquest. And she had actually discussed how she didn't find it weird that like her sister didn't go to like Sally's wedding, like her daughter's wedding oh. and stuff. Okay. And that she, when she had seen Marion for the last time before she left, Marion had expressed to her that she wants to go away and doesn't want to speak to anyone for a while. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. But um, also I, I don't know um if we covered this in the original episode, but also about how her, um, you know, I don't, remember how there was a bank that had said that there was like a security guy at the bank that had seen her. Yeah, I think that that, one of the things that came out is there never was security at that bank. So who was this security guard that uh, spoke to the people yeah. from um, what's it, the Red Cross or wherever <laughs> it was helping out? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, but they were pretty tough on Sally. I'm not going to lie. When they um, interviewed her on yeah. yeah on the stand, they were pretty tough on her. So um, yeah, oh, we all keep listening and yeah, maybe I'll wait till the full, they've dropped the full episodes of the summary of the inquest and then we can just do a little
0: few yeah. dot points good. on it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sounds good. It does. So, and yes, that's a wrap. It is. So if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Crime Canines.
1: Yes, chat to us through there, leave us reviews, everything like that.
0: Until next week, lucky. Until next week.